Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast 352. Lynn's here with the boys. Multiple. Because there's two of them now. They've multiplied. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, Tony, you reviewed a couple books this week. Yes, I did. Uh, they were all great with many stories in between. And we talked about some X-Man. And I said that correctly. X-Man stuff. Uh, lots I didn't come up with any words of wisdom this No, this episode, Charles was one. basically useless this week. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get there. Um, you just... relate. <laughs> <laughs> lots of movie news, as always. Hmm. Not really much of any other news. No, it was actually a really I feel like the polar for... vortex kind of shut everything down this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so sit back, relax, grab a drink, and check out Drunk on Comics Podcast 352. Drunk on Comics, Wellest Podcast. How to relax your colored friend? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? The apparently blue comedy is also known as ribaldry. 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 Man, they used to say some weird stuff I know. back in the day. I just watched L.A. Confidential, and Danny DeVito blew my mind with all these like this jargon and these terms that they keep on saying. Like me and Andrew were watching them. We're just like, what did he just fucking say? I have no idea what he said, but I want to hear more of it. <laughs> just give me, give me some more, please, please. Um, and then it just reminded me of like nowadays. Eventually, there's gonna be like these kids talking in front of me. I have no idea what they're saying. Apparently, the term blue comedy came from a comedian whose act involved telling jokes from either a white book or a blue book. And the uh-huh. white book was, was the, the good one, and the, uh, the blue book was Will Smith's up. rapping. Right? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, and the blue book is anything that has. Cursade or r- refers to sex oh, so it's or like anything Eminem like that. Eminem and Will Smith. Yes, yes. Yeah, Eminem is blue. Will Smith is white. That's a weird thing Whoa. to say. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't say it. White book. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one that said it. I can't just. What you're saying about uh, Dan DeVito, though, I can't get past him just being uh, it's always, always sunny. sunny. Yeah, I can't get past him being the penguin in Frank. Batman Returns. He was fucking He's crazy. That's why, it's, that's why it's my favorite oh, of all can. Batman movies. Oh, what? Because of Danny DeVito? Yeah. That's like your favorite that, of all Batman what, Like movies. when he starts just eating the fucking rock yeah. fish. And he had those sharp teeth and the green gums. And... It was, uh, yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a step away from the Adam West penguin. Just... Oh, <laughs> yeah. <Batman>. yeah. <laughs> or even the Gotham one. And yeah, but but um, his dad in Gotham, uh, Pee Wee Herman. What's his actual name? Pee Wee sure. Herman. Uh, oh, what is yeah. it? Paul. Is it Paul, Paul? Rubin? Paul yeah. Rubin. He was Penguin's dad in that Batman movie too. That Paul Rubin oh, played yeah. Yeah, yeah. as the Batman Returns. He yeah, was the, he was the father. Yep, and like, he came back and played the Penguin's dad in Gotham. He was in Tim Burton movies like Tim Burton Penguin or Pee Wee Herman. Oh yeah, Tim yeah. Burton did Pee Wee Big Top. Big Top, yeah. And Tim Burton did a lot. That's a good movie. Paul yeah. Rubin was in uh, Mystery Men with, oh, with Ben Stiller and is all that. Is that a Tim Burton movie? No, I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> you just, you just just Paul blew Rubin my mind. Movies. I was like, I never knew that. That's a very off-market Tim Burton movie. I'm just sorry, spouting fake news. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that he was in this movie? In this movie? <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, he st- <laughs> still don't know. <laughs> yeah, he still isn't. But still we're just thinking. <laughs> you know, it's fun to just. <laughs> I like to talk. <clears throat> oh man. Um got anything other bullshit to, before we get started? No. Okay. Let's get into some books, shall we? Sure. Uh how many do you have? You just have the one I just have the one for the talk? for the full. Okay. Uh then I'm just gonna briefly get into two of them. Uh they're both Kind of in anthologies, I guess is what you multiple stories. Uh, first one, uh, Grim Universe presents 2019, uh, number one, which the one shot that has multiple different stories in there. That is 
what they say is setting the scope for these different stories for the new year. And like anything from the Grim Universe... You Are know, we talking about Grim Universe from Xenoscope? Yes. Okay. Uh, beautiful scantily clad women that are heroes in their own right and uh, I just have to say that without picking which because I don't know some of these characters I've I've read a couple of their different stories so they had one like Black Knight so I know who that character is Um, there's also the the Van uh, Helsing um, which Lady Van Helsing yeah Yeah. and they're all good and and but they also were like, I want to now read more of these because I need to know what's going to happen. And that's obviously what this book was about, trying to get you uh, involved within their universe. So definitely pick that one up. Um, can't say what my favorite one story was, mainly because they're all good in their own right. Hmm. Um, but then again, too, I sometimes feel their formula, scantily clad women being heroes... Kind of, it's a very like as as a feminist, it's a very weird thing for me to come to terms with because the the imagery that they use is very sexist, but the characters that they write are very empowering. Well, obviously they're trying to uh, trying to lure in two different um, two different paths. They're they're blurring the lines between what I would consider acceptable female characters and what men consider acceptable female characters. It works for them though. I'm never. I never look at a. It's hard to get out of that formula. Yeah, you know? I never look at any of their books and go, "Oh, that's obscene." They're all very beautifully drawn. And yes, and yeah, that's all. All, <laughs> all, all I'll say. <laughs> that. We don't need to know anything football. else from you, Tony, <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, the other book that I do want to uh, talk about and primarily one of the stories in it it's from dc and it was an interesting name for a book that uh i was like what the fuck is it it's mysteries of love in space number one so this is another giant size issue i was gonna say it's like it was like 60 pages for the xenoscope one uh this one's giant 80 pages had different stories from you read an 80 page book that's impressive well i you I, did have snow days this week there were a lot of pictures <laughs> I do love when they're, like I said, these anthology books that, you know, they're small little tidbit stories uh, that take, because I I don't have enough time to read a lot of different books to kind of get into into little portions. Yeah. And And so like there's a hot girl story, um, the big, uh, Green Lantern, uh, not Korg, uh, the orange guy. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Yeah. The orange guy, the orange Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a, you know, Lois Lane one in here. The one that I love, so these are all about love stories and of people that kind of are out in space-ish, um, how it's going about. They don't have bras in space. DC in space. (laughs) I thought the same thing though when I was reading it. Um, the Bizarro story. I love any Bizarro story. And... What we have here is him sitting at a bar uh, saying how he he will smash the bar because Bizarro cares about uh, everything anymore. Mm. Meaning, and then the yeah. bartender's like, don't smash up the bar. And someone goes, no, he, he talks weird. That's how it is. It's backwards. And it's always fun reading him because you have to do the mental gymnastics in your head to oh, realize thinking what he's saying. Day. Yeah. Remember opposite day? Mm. Oh. It's an eternal opposite day. Wait, is it? Or isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I As for you it, to figure it out, yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> it starts off with Bizarro saying he just had the worst day of his life and also the best day. Uh, Which then means he had the worst best day, day of his life. Yeah. Mediocre. And then the worst so day. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm all about this story. And he's flying past a, a planet uh, when he hears cries of joy. Help, help. <laughs> and it's all this that I'm like... Man, Bizarro, I'm hoping you find love, and he actually does. Wait, are you hoping? Yes. I, me really talking well. I've, I've listened to now. an entire conversation between him and Matt when they were reviewing Bizarro, trying to review it using backwards yeah. speak, and it language. was the most painful thing I have ever seen in my entire life. We had to right? write down <laughs> shit. This. I'm picking this up now. <laughs> Like, the the words, me, Bizarro, here to doom your planet. Like, 
We yeah. know what that means, but these people that don't are like, oh, shit. <laughs> he meets this girl who uh, is grotesque, which I thought looks just like Gamora. A little bit. Like, straight up, like... A little bit. She looks like Gamora when she took the throne or something. Yeah. And she's trying to have a hard time. Like, they save the day and save each other. And she's trying to understand what the fuck he's talking about. She she eventually gets to understand how he speaks. And he's like, you understand Mazzaro terribly. You're more terrible than anyone he knows. Like meaning, You get me, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get me. Through through their conversations, I mean, they kiss, they make love. She then has to go on her way. He's like, "You're you're the most ugly girl I've ever met. More stupider than we definitely me. use condoms." I feel like that would be a very exhausting relationship. Oh, very much so. I'm like thinking. I was thinking that she loves. She hates compliments. She loves this. That's what the appeal is, and he'll never change. I really thought though this was like a misunderstanding, like that she would then think, "Oh, you're." Calling me ugly, fuck you. But no, she understood that he was being endearing to her, and he, you know, but she had other duties to to perform throughout yeah, the she, universe. She had to go, go to the, the office. office, yeah. And hopefully that she will, you know, see him again. Oh, there's love for everybody yeah. in space. And so it was. I was like, Some that's just need space. <laughs> it was sad that you know they split up, but he found someone. But the biggest thing, and it was a cool revelation that I had a double read uh when he was leaving the bar after telling his tale there's a little girl that was saying how her parents were stolen and no one will help help her and he goes okay how can me help question mark and he goes wait help like he he actually said something oh he normal. said the correct way yeah he, oh no and i'm like and he's just got a smile on his face because normally he doesn't have a smile and i was like i you know i don't what want if- him to ever really speak like normal, but what if you took it? What if you're taking it? The yeah, wrong but way? then if at the end of it, he's like, "Help!" Uh-uh. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna kill your parents. He's no, like, yeah, right. And is the smile is actually a frown? Like, he's never, nope. he's never been like a malicious character, though. No, always, he's, he's always, kind of he's always trying to be the world's biggest yeah. villain. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, the hero, the biggest, yeah, uh, yeah, or as he is calling uh, Superman the the stupidest villain ever, and. <laughs> I just, like I said, it makes me laugh, and this, I had to just talk about this one story throughout it, but they were all pretty good, um, heartache and love and finding it and then loss, um, Aww. so it was a good, good series to pick up. And it, Kilowog, is that the one Oh you yes, yeah, that to? was, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I found him, and he's not orange, <laughs> I was thinking of Larflees, who is not big, I was confusing my Green Lanterns. Yeah, well, Larflees isn't even Green Lantern, he's the orange one. Yeah. He's orange and orange. Yeah. <laughs> kind of uh, tied him right on into yeah. which one he was going to be joining. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's that. Uh, so let's, I guess, move on to the one we both read. Age of X-Man. I want to start off by saying... Not X-Men. Fuck this book. <laughs> because now I have to buy a lot more books. Well, and that's the one thing I didn't like is basically this was an ad for like five comic books. Well, it was it was the alpha. It was the yeah. beginning of right. this world, which to straight up say why I loved it so much is because the the series that I've always said that got me into comic books that I've loved forever, Age of Apocalypse. Right. This is like the polar opposite of it. This is the yin to that yang. It really is. And that's also which I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like And I, I, I was hoping from the last uh, X-Men event that you read. <laughs> I, I did the so extermination is not what led into this. It was um, uh, disassembled, X Men disassembled, which I did not read. So I was just as confused going into this as you were because I have no idea how we got to this. Utopian... And I think that's the thing we will find out eventually yeah. reading. Hopefully, well, I know that X Man, who is Nathan Summers from a, an alternate reality, so Nate Summers is Cable. Nate Gray. Nate that's Gray how he was. He may have, well, did he Great. come back as Nathan Summers now? Maybe. In the other one? No. In the newer just, one, the younger yeah. version? Yeah. I don't know. I just hate that they call him X-Man. I mean, that was yeah. the title of his series. Right. But he always just went by Nate, and um, it's a little off-putting reading. So that. he, so he's Cable, but he's also this, in, in this alternate reality, instead of being born to Scott and Malin Pryor, like 
uh, Cable was. He was the he was made from the DNA of Scott and Jean. Yeah. By Sinestro, not Sinestro, uh, Sinister. Mr. Sinister. So he it, and that he's like supposed to be the most powerful mutant. Mainly too because ever. he doesn't have a techno organic virus that he has right. to keep at bay. So right. He is the most. That's why I've also loved him because he's, he's like uber powerful. Yeah. Um, and he's he's been in and out of the X Men timeline for a while now. I think was it in the nineties when he first showed up. Yep. Yeah. So that's when that came all about. Then he he was one of the few people that crossed over from the Age of Apocalypse. Right. As long as with Dark Beast and Sugar Man and Sugar Blink Man. and a couple other. I don't characters. know that Sugar Man is even still a thing, but. He was a character that came over, <laughs> saying. Um, apparently, his his recent return, he's more powerful than ever, which nobody knows how how that happened. They haven't explained why he's all of a sudden way more powerful. Um, but he's dying, and apparently in his last effort to like make the world a better place, from what I understand, he created... What is now this X Men utopian universe, which instead of being no more mutants, is everyone's a mutant, is what I gathered. It's like that superhero thing where they, everybody can be a superhero, but they just they lose they lose life as they use their powers. Is that is that, that was thing? a really good book, but no, not like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember. No, I know what you're talking just about. Everybody's just ever everyone yeah, like, has so nobody's super. <laughs> Right. I, I felt like, well, House of M event pretty much had most everyone mutants, but they still had humans, and they right. were kind of the lesser, uh, right. kind of going extinct there. And that's what I started reading, like thinking that this was, but no, just everyone is a mutant. Do like, the animals mutant have powers too? Like, like a dog? Can fly or something? Well, no, just the hu- human beings. You know what I'm it's, getting at. Right? I mean, sure, there's probably, well, there are mutant, uh, Animals. Yep. Yeah. They have the Animal Avengers books that they've made. But no, that's not what they haven't gotten into that. Who knows? Maybe they'll have one of these offshoot books. But I want to know what hatchery is, what all these things are yeah, going it, on for this so world. This is very Brave New World ish to me because there are there's not love and there's not sex really anymore. But there's world peace. There's world peace. All the villains are gone. And there's there's reproduction in the I can only assume in the form of these hatcheries. Mm-hmm. Where they're just making demolition man. They put on this thing on their head, <laughs> and then they interact somehow. He rejects it. <laughs> um, but and then we have Bishop, right? Who looks completely different in this book. So I was like, he's got the M. So well, that's how we know it's Bishop, thinking, I right? Like, I thought, is that Luke Cage? <laughs> nope, he's got the M. So yeah, it's... yeah. Um, who clearly so everyone, I guess has come to accept this utopia, which... They've been here. They know that certain mutants had sacrificed themselves, right. hope and everything, which would have came from the decimation. Sure. So this is after that, and this is the new timeline, new world. I don't know how everyone just got mutant powers and what yeah. mutant bomb went it's off. Totally and bonkers. Where is everyone at? But this is the world that they, they knew of the past. They knew of past X-Men. They knew of a world of strife and humans, and now... It's this. What the fuck is going on? Yes, because Bishop... So, love is forbidden. Strictly. Forbidden? Is that a word? Forbidden. Strictly forbidden. And um, Gene and Bishop are in love, which I thought was weird. I did not not see that coming. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of a cool... And that also made me be like, where is this at? What? No? Nothing? No. Nope. Uh, you derailed us, Charles. <laughs> so they have sex, and apparently, apparently, which is weird in an X Men book, they actually kind of show like not the act, but the before and after, which yeah. they tend not to get to in X Men books or any Marvel book whatsoever, usually. But I love the conversation that they had of like, because I guess this was uh, what we find out later on that this is third strike against Bishop. And he was going to get, like, extincted or ex- exterminated or something. He's, ex- he's, he's a, well, he's been extracted. He's a prisoner now. Yeah, but, like, 
you know, she's like, he's like, you know, I feel like this isn't the first time this has happened. And she goes, well, I mean, obviously. <laughs> and I go, and that's what we find out, though. Their mind has gotten wiped. Right. So they, they've already done this two other times. It's the third strike. And so when the task force comes on in to be like, you're not allowed to be making hanky panky. We're going to do this. And then they're going to also wipe Jean's mind. They wiped everybody's mind because... In the book, they show, like, the core X-Men team. They have a painting of them and stuff. Oh, yeah, that... And Bishop is in it. I had to go back to that page when they predominantly showed that picture again. And they get to the end of the book after he's been a prisoner, and it's got... X-23. X-23 in it instead. And what was funny was they were waiting for... There, someone's missing, and you're thinking, oh, it's going to be Bishop. Nope, and it's her. Then they're waiting on yeah. her, and that's, like, how it's always been. So Nate is still completely controlling this, is the only thing I can think of, because he's that powerful. And he took over... Um, Legion? Legion, who is also very powerful and can control reality. So is this an alternate reality? Is this just what's going on in certain mutants' heads? Has the entire world changed? I have no idea. I have to read like six different X Men books now, though. Yeah, it's because, like I said, <laughs> oh, there's that's how they get you. pisses me off. Yes, I hate having to read that many books. But did you? Uh, there's the part where uh, where Nightcrawler was fighting a space thing. Did you automatically think, okay, this is gonna all of a sudden be a TV show? I kind of. It seemed like it was scripted to me. Yeah, yeah. And, and even that you then I was like, oh, there was showing him chilling in his room reading a couple lines so mm-hmm. I, I realized oh that was setting up for this but and when you're reading a page you're kind of thinking oh he's out saving some people at first and, I thought he was just doing some sort of like hologram room thing like in oh, Star Trek <laughs> I could see that I, I, I combined my uh, nerd things together and got that but no yeah he's a very famous actor apparently which is complete opposite of the way he is in the normal universe because he is a blue fuzzy elf he's always ostracized from the public because he looks so different but in this he's like the most famous actor in the world so everyone's getting their utopias in this Hmm. i really wanted to know what was utopias in in the x-men universe never turn out well though Ever, 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 ever. Well, yeah, ever. there has to be some kind ever. of some kind of fall, fall apart. <laughs> ever. This who, is a veil, right? Who was Moneta? Have, has she ever come up before in some next book? Because, like I said, it's been a while. But she freaked me the fuck out with her fingers that with could her go little in, tenderly fingers. yeah, and like read the mind of people. And yeah, I don't know who she is. I've never heard of her before. But there's a thousand X Men, so it's not surprising. Yeah. Um, but we had, we had, a was it Psylocke? Yeah. And, and Bobby Iceman, who were part of this, uh, new world task force task to make sure people, make sure people aren't, aren't having sex, basically. Mm-hmm. Super weird. They just walk, walk around, like, monitoring, looking through windows? It's... Hey, I, hey, hey, Okay, you guys yeah, Well, yeah. I, I mean, really, how do they, like... They're like telepaths. chaperones. They're like dads. Uh, Psylocke sure, is a telepath. You guys telepath. aren't holding hands, are you? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because if you were, I get you. I'm watching you. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's super weird. So he's so Bishop is in jail now. He's been erased from everyone's memory. Uh, the apocalypse thing that shows up. Well, at the right end. before I get in there, I just have to point out I don't really like uh, Colossus's goatee. His beard. It just seems so weird on him. He's had that before, though. Uh, yes, but yeah. for some reason now it just seems really. Yeah. Really weird. Uh, but yes, the apocalypse thing, yeah. <laughs> I'm digging where that's going. It's it's totally the complete opposite of... What apocalypse right, is. Right, because and... in, in the age of apocalypse, it was them fighting against... His utopia was a completely different thing. Well, survival of the fittest yeah. and the strongest will survive. Right, and this time he's, being, he's the <clears throat> champion of love, which is a very weird thing for apocalypse, the, for him to be... Is this Bizarro World? It kind of is. It really kind of is Bizarro World. Although, I have to say, I really love Jean's um, outfit in this, and I totally would cosplay this if I still felt like a person who cosplayed. But it's very 1950s. 
And I'm wondering if that's when this is supposed to take place, too. It seems... The 1950s was a decade of the Gregorian calendar that began on... Thanks, Siri. Did Siri just all of a sudden... Siri is... just helped us with the 1950s. I didn't Thank even... Thank you, Siri. Didn't even say, hey, Siri. <laughs> Siri, you're on... You're grounded. Did you say history? <laughs> I think you might have said history in that... <laughs> oh, maybe. Sounds... She needs a hearing aid. And then you drink wine and say, hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. <laughs> oh, man, I feel like I wish I would have known, though, that... That's on. Sometimes when we're recording, I would have so much fun. Just well, she's new. She's new to my life, so oh. that's why this is the first time she's ever popped up. <laughs> <laughs> she went in the backpack though. She's grounded. Um, so does this take place in the past? I guess, or has has Nate has X Man moved the time back? Is he is he moving the timeline back? So we're now back in the nineteen fifties. Or it's it's just hard to tell what's going on. And literally, this is an ad for, like, the next six X-Men comic books that are coming out. I hear afterwards you get a free cruise. <laughs> yeah, collect them all. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be worth it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm now, I'm now going to have to... Uh... That's not worth it. Nope. I'm out. <laughs> get your time share. Yeah, yeah. So we got the Marvelous X-Men, which is the main series, and then we have Next Gen, which is the one with um, Glob. When they That was my favorite one, is yeah, when they, they just started doing into zooming into his eyes, and they're like, what is Glob thinking? Find yeah, out, yeah. Next Gen number one. And that was honestly the first of the <laughs> yeah. stars. I was like, okay, that's, I'm going to, I also had to see, like, wait, did I miss that comic book? Was it out already? But then nope. when they started doing all these other ones, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. this is going to be... <clears throat> Uh, so we have the amazing Nightcrawler, which I'm assuming is just going to follow him being Nightcrawler. So I don't, I don't know that I need to follow that one. He's got to be amazing. Uh, Extremists, number one, which will follow the group of cops or whatever they are. Love, love, love police. police. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Prisoner X, which will follow Bishop in the prison, which they show the cover of. And it had Beast is there. And Polaris. And I don't know who these other people are, but there's quite a few people there already. And then we have Apocalypse and the Extracts, which looks like uh, something from this. It's like they're trying to move forward into the 70s in that one hmm. from the 60s. <laughs> it's very hippie-ish. Yep, definitely. Apocalypse, love child. <laughs> Hippy-dippy Apocalypse. It's it's going to be weird. That one I, would, I definitely... I. The time of love. I, that's the one I'm most interested in Free because love. it's so far. I just kind of want to see how away from much character. Of a, well, that's what I want to see how much of his character is still him without just totally rewriting him as someone else. Yeah. In his body. It it, it is. So this was written by Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler, who are both new to the X Men as well, and it was written or drawn by Ramon Rosanis, who was also new. But I really dig that art style. It reminds me of. Um, the guy, Matt Fraction, right? The guy who drew mm. Sex Criminals. It's that got a very similar art style to that, which I enjoy. The heavy outlines and the colors. <clears throat> I don't know where this is leading, but I'm kind of excited to see what happens. Yes, I... Civil rights movement, uh, free love. Yeah. <clears throat> I yeah. was, I was uh, hoping you'd pick this up, and then I was like, fuck it, I need to... I need to read it myself before yeah. this because I knew you were going to talk about it. And I'd be, I was intrigued by hearing uh, things on the internet of like how weird it is, mm -hmm. but how excellent it is. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Those are two big words that I like, weird I and excellent. So, And for a book that's the beginning of six other books, I thought they did a really good job with the story, not making it choppy. Oh, no. It, well, it pulled me in and made me just really want to. To know, and I even liked like the la like I said, the last page with that pamphlet. You know, mm, mm -hmm. it's okay to love. Come see what you've been missing. I'm like, that's just pulling you in to be like, what am I missing? Right. Well, and is he so that that ad is he is he the revolution or is he a cult leader? Oh yeah. You know, it could go either way with apocalypse. So <laughs> that's definitely the one I think I I want to read the most out of all of them. Well, and it's something too that uh, forgotten cables. You know, you always have Professor X and Magneto and, like, mm. Captain and Red Skull. You know, you have your who you're always connected to. And Apocalypse has always been kind of connected with Cable. Right. And since there's not really a Cable, there's X-Man here yeah. 
having those be at polar opposites and fighting in whatever this is because Nate's not a evil person but with most of these you know utopian societies there's always that well you went a little too far right. and they think they're doing the best for everyone when in reality they're not <clears throat> the x-men books are always real good with those utopias but it was good all right uh, i can't wait to we're gonna talk a lot more about that probably sure. definitely um so movie uh not review movie award season it is and black panther uh came away with quite a few sag awards it's uh one of the first uh movies going into the academy awards that's going to be nominated for best picture it is the only comic book movie that's ever been nominated for best picture was keith ledger was nominated for best actor for dark knight oh i thought the movie was post death Post posthumously, posthumously, and he won that obviously, and he deserved it um, hands down that year. But yeah, it's the first comic book movie that has been nominated for Best Picture. None of the early Batman movies were ever nominated. I don't know any other movie besides any of those Batman movies that could have been nominated. Val Kilmer, <laughs> Batman Forever, <laughs> no, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey at his best. Uh no. Somebody stopped him. <laughs> um, so I, you know, it's it's exciting, and that movie was really good. So it deserved to be nominated. And then, have you heard of the Annie Awards? Yeah, they're the animation awards. Yeah. So the uh, Spider Verse has won seven God. of the categories there. It should. I it still did. need to go see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Oh, you guys are missing out. It's go so have a good. date, Charles. Okay, don't call it a date. Mandate. Only. It's a mandate. Well, we got to pick a date like to go see it. Yeah, it's a mandate. Mandatory. Like mandatory if we said, let's movie. go on mandatory movement movie yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys Coined. definitely need to see it. It's super good. Um, but yeah, so super. That bodes well with going into like everyone says the Academy Awards are the biggest awards. To be honest, at this point in my life, I really don't give two shits about the Academy anymore yeah. because there's... It's a bunch of old white dudes. Yeah. It's getting better because the Academy is made up of all the past nominees and winners of the Academy Awards. We covered so, this in the podcast yes. before. So as more people win and, and the winners are more diverse, then the Academy becomes more, more diverse. Blah, 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 blah. It's a sympathy vote. But it, it really is Hollywood being like, good job, Hollywood. Here's the things Patty Hollywood the yeah, that's, that's thought was the best. Of... So, yeah. I, it's, and also I wish they would just read us the winners instead of having three hours of Academy Awards on because that show is such bullshit. But <laughs> well, I like some of the, like, the song and dance and like routines that they do for it, some of the jokes that they make, but... Sometimes. They want people to sit in front of the tube. Yeah. And the be tube. hypnotized. <laughs> yeah, tube. you remember that? <laughs> That's right. I still call it the tube. No, I don't. They want people to sit and be hypnotized because there's ratings, you know? Yeah. And there's commercials in between. They want to sell their products, you know? Yeah. So they can't just read out, you know, over the radio what it is. Yeah. So some James Gunn slash Guardians of the Galaxy tidbits. So Chris Pratt has been, you know, promoting the Lego Movie Two and asked about Guardians of the Galaxy Three. He says it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to wrap up in some meaningful way for the fans, but he kind of tiptoed around, you know, what it would be like without James Gunn. And I still think them, as well as I know I am, are still hoping they have James Gunn yeah. complete it. I feel like Disney was pretty straightforward in saying that that was never going to happen. But I mean, that was also a year ago. It is, and they are using his script. And, and I just, I think that they're going to wait maybe another year and then be like, hopefully, people forgot the stupidness of why they canned him and and all that. Uh, I I just hope that it's uh, not going to be too late because. He's already set to be doing Suicide Squad now, which I have high hopes for him to be able to do a DC movie well, and I think he can, mm -hmm. especially hearing that it's not going to be a, uh, a sequel. It's more going to be a relaunch, <laughs> so pretty much a whole new Suicide Squad team, which 
They've had but multiple... it's still gonna have Harley in it, right? I don't. I Margo, probably Robbie. Uh, I mean, there's not really she a lot of that character, didn't she? She said she she's has doing, no relation to that character. She no. She's doing Birds of Prey, um, which has Harley and who else is in Birds of Prey? Is it Poison Ivy? Is it Poison Ivy? I never read that line. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um. So she's coming back for that character. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if she'll do Suicide Squad. Well, that's the thing. Like, she was the not, best character in that. No, they always thought that they would follow her within it, but I, I think they should forego her being on it, forego Margot, and forego Margot. <laughs> and yeah, so um. Maybe they can actually do a, a well movie uh, there. Uh, along with that, uh, there's going to be a new Batman. Did you just say a one? well movie? That's the one. <laughs> was there, is this like, all right, what's the time? It's got to be some kind of like, so much time goes by and this happens. Yeah, a well movie. Mm-hmm. A, yeah. Good, a goodish movie. What's that, Lexi? Timmy's in the well? Okay, sorry. Right. Uh, the Batman is going it's probably not going to be called that anymore uh, but that's what they've been calling the new Batman movie right. the Batman so creative uh they've uh, Warner Brothers has secured uh, June 25th 2000, 2021 for that now granted that's 2 years out and it's we know how 40. movies <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> it's literally 2 days after that <laughs> and then Suicide Squad is going to be August 6 2021 so there's a little bit of time to work on both of those. Ben Affleck is out. Well, 100%. I know. They, uh, they've been what? holding out on it, but I felt he was out 100% before. Well, he was, he was out directing, uh-huh. and then he was out writing, and then he was kind of been wishy-washy on me and Batman going forward, but he's 100%. Robert it, Downey Jr., didn't he claim at one point he didn't want to do Iron Man after Iron Man 3 or something? Well, yeah, and that's the thing. There's that people was the thing. that... Like, like it, you don't know. Go? I mean, Chris Evans as well... Yeah, people, I mean, money. People get persuaded by money. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes even by kids and wanting to be that role model for them. Yeah, sure. I'm sure working on superhero movies I don't know probably how... sucks. Like, well, probably, but thrilling. I, I can't imagine trying to make something, and you do two of, and then you just stop. Yeah. And, but there's there's Michael still Keaton more to go. I couldn't, I couldn't do that to the fans, you know, <laughs> if I were in it, you know, if it was me. That's the nice thing about Batman, though, is he's always been different people. Personality-wise? Just, yeah. just in general, in the movies, we had Michael Keaton twice, we had Christian Bale three times. So that's Three is the max, and Ben Affleck's <coughs> been Batman twice now. You're wrong. Adam West was so long. <laughs> that and counts as one. He, he reprised his role in the cartoon. Do you ever <laughs> that see that? That was a TV show. That counts as one. Uh, yes, thanks. I <laughs> Do we have any friends that are very big Batman, like, aficionados? Yeah. Cause I've always had like I I've never thought about it, but then I I started thinking about it with uh, Gotham and all that with the young Bruce and everything. Was there never any other family members whatsoever? No. Well, I know this, but like the, you could have a distant third cousin somewhere. Was it always just a direct line from both of them that no one would want to be like, hey, you know, I'll come and care for this young child. I'm so-and-so's fifth cousin removed type thing. Obviously, there hasn't been, because that would be a storyline, but I think it would also be a good storyline to explore, and I wonder if there was ever a one-shot... Like a villain. ...of that. Well, of course, they'd always become the villain. I mean, that's how that shit always happens. Yeah. Coming here to do good and... Really, I'm I'm here for the money. Steal all the... Yeah. Alfred, you gotta go, bro. (laughs) We don't need you no more. Yeah, you're you're not family. So turns out Alfred is family. I just pulled up. <laughs> Twist. I pulled up the, the Wayne family tree. Ew. I know there, there's 800 of these online. Uh, I picked the first one, and it does look like Thomas Wayne was the one child of Patrick Wayne, uh, who who had a brother, Silas Wayne, who apparently never had any children. So because Thomas was the only child. And then Bruce was the only child. Then there was just nobody else. Well, yeah, actually, but, now that I think of it, they did do a little bit of that in Court of Owls. But who, so, this is the Wayne bloodline. What about... The mom bloodline? What about Martha's bloodline? Like, did she have any relatives? Is it just the Wayne bloodline that makes Bruce Bruce? Or is it 
I mean, it, it's not. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but it is the fortune. That's where the fortune comes yeah, from. Yeah, the money's where. Yeah. The, and that's really where his power is. is, yeah. Is in the money. In the beginning. He was just like a nobody. Yeah. And still wanted to fight crime. Man, he'd be like torn up sheets and stuff. <laughs> throwing a rope, hoping it lassos. <laughs> hoping it lassos. Come on, I'll if, get it this time. If he was just a poor kid who's, whip, like Indiana Jones. whose parents got shot in Gotham in the alley, he would just be another kid from Gotham. But because he was a rich kid whose parents got shot in the alley in Gotham. He could buy a lot of bat-themed guns and gadgets to become Batman. He can exact his vengeance over his entire lifetime. <laughs> Instead of just deal with it and become a depressed addict like everyone else in Gotham. Actually, becomes a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> so I got to describe a, a meme to you, but I just, Derek sent me it. Uh, Derek Becker sent it to me the other Old day. Man Derek. Was a little kid holding a gun, and it just goes, I really want to be Batman. But my parents won't let me. No. Oh. But there's only one thing to do to write oh. to, to oh make that God. come true. And I go, holy shit, that's dark. That does sound like something we could, that would come from Derek Becker. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, thought, I thought that it stopped at my parents won't let me. Like, I'm going to be Batman. Though. Yeah. No. <laughs> and takes it one step further. Yeah. Always. Uh, he probably made that one himself. <laughs> The one other Batman news, because I guess we're kind of sticking on Always. track for once. Uh, they are reportedly making a uh, movie for theaters for of Batman Beyond. Mm. which uh, Animated movie? Yeah. Or? Okay. Because that's what they do best. Is yeah, it animated is, movies. That is but they haven't done uh, a theatrical, like usually it's, you know, straight to Hulu or VHS type movies. That's true. Justice League. They did just do Death of Superman and the one that comes directly after that in theaters though did they yeah it was a limited run okay yeah well maybe this will be also a limited run but they're hoping that'll be 2022 good lord to come out they need to stop announcing this th- these things so far in advance because i feel like it just makes my life shorter <laughs> to know that things are coming out that far away um, what do you have, Linz? Yeah, I told you, I got nothing. You got no- absolutely nothing. You didn't prepare anything. I did. I did look, and there was nothing. <laughs> I looked. I looked a lot. I read the internet, the entire internet, and there was nothing. You didn't read any of our emails that we get that also has shit in it? No, I did not do that. Holy shit, have done that. <laughs> I like uh, to read emails. Sign me up. <laughs> Okay. It says add Charles to things on this note. <laughs> it's uh, 2018, I think it says. <laughs> oh, Tony, did you do that yet? Did you add Charles to things yet? No, I didn't. That's okay. why he doesn't come prepared, because I have not really gotten around to things. I'm here, though. On time. Oh, here. <laughs> I texted. We were... Yeah. Yeah. So did I. That's true. That one day. No, one day. Yeah. Mine was child-related. Yeah. I get a mine pass. Was, mine was dog related. <laughs> uh, so some th- people call that their child. It's... It wasn't my dog though. <laughs> Should have stuck with it. I don't know how I got to Batman. For, oh, Chris Pratt went to then James Gunn, which then went Suicide Squad, which then got me on DC News. Ooh, which I meant though. to stay on Marvel stuff. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy three. When would that take place? Like the Spider Man thing? Like in between stuff? Are they gonna go with the time uh, shifting? No, they. I mean, if it's it it, well, it's not even going to be filmed. Yeah, it's going to be way past yeah. all this shit. So how does that even work? It's not going to be wrapped up with the Infinity no, War. No, it doesn't. Well, I mean, the other game? ones were kind of. I mean, the early. comics kept going after Infinity War in the comics. Fair, fair enough. They just go until the uh, actors turn really yeah. old. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's what. <laughs> how so... did Captain America say the same? <laughs> <laughs> there, well, and that's why, so. Infinity War, if you notice. All the new characters are the ones who disappeared, and all the old characters are the ones who stuck around, which this is going to be their way to retire them, is mm. through the next movie. Them working to get the other new people team. Yeah, back. There's going to be people who die, probably. and People who get resurrected. People who are just exhausted from being superheroes. So they go and take a nap, <laughs> and then wake up and do it the next day. Uh... So Black Panther, there's been rumors that uh, Michael B. Jordan will be coming back for Black Panther 2. 
I don't really know how that could work out, but I guess... Uh, Didn't he get hit by a very fast, almost train-like thing? No, he, he died uh, looking at Wakanda. Yeah. And, he said, uh, he, he, said uh, he wanted to see the, the sun set? Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. sunrise in Wakanda? Yeah. yeah. So his dad said it was the most beautiful thing or something like that, right? So, so he finally got to see it? I don't know how they're going to... I mean, it's... Move past killing him off. Because they're going to do time shifts and bring back people to help them. That is true. Somehow. That is true. So, you, okay, so let's say, like, Paul Rudd's character, the Ant-Man, right? He, he's in the, uh, the quantum zone mm-hmm. or quantum... Quantum realm. realm, right? Yep. And time doesn't exist. She mentioned it in Ant-Man and Wasp. Michelle Pfeiffer's character, the mother. Mm-hmm. She mentioned that time moves differently there. Mm-hmm. So therefore, he, there's possibility that he has the means to get... To travel through time. I mean, it's just a, it's just a quick thought. As yeah. soon as I heard Michelle Pfeiffer say it, I was like, "Woo, that's oh, a yeah. rule. They made a rule. Yep. Do you think it will lessen, like... The impact his, of the yeah. movie? No. Because I heard that they actually uh, changed the end of the movie where when T'Challa goes to, uh, say he was buying this place and this place and making it all better, and it was like a, a kid that was talking to him, that they had originally Michael B. Jordan kind of given a speech of, you know, come on out and do those things, even though... He essentially said those same things while saying, you know, I'm, I'm right. Him just telling the good guy, this is what you need to do, and then him doing it kind of makes it seem, well, the villain just told you he was right, so they reshot the ending scene for that, but he was right out of all the villains. Well, yeah, and... but there's lots of villains back there who, who want the world to be good and, and, and perfect, but just they do, it, they do it the wrong way by killing people and yes. stuff. One could argue that he's not a villain. His his goal was different. Globalization. He thought that that his was the right thing to do. Goal was the right thing, and his, his means to yes. get there were whoever's yep. in my path, I will destroy. Right. When superheroes do not can't do that, they right. can't kill. Right. But can That's what makes man. them different. Yeah. <laughs> the villains will kill to get what they want, uh-huh. and yes. the heroes won't. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody wants a utopia. Just some people. Right. Want other people dead. The, That's why I know Nate Gray is bad in this X-Men book. <laughs> Wakanda, they, they, I mean, they they have this whole spiritual realm thing that they deal with. And when and when T'Challa died, he went to it and talked with his ancestors. And Maybe that's how they'll do. Maybe they were like, just, nah. Oh, yeah. he was like, Maybe he's nah, just I'm chilling back. there and he, he became, doesn't come back alive. He just, I don't know. He like died I said, a king, sort of, right? Yeah. It's yeah, rumors. It's it's you know they haven't even really started production on it, but I'm fine with Michael B. Jordan meaning anything. Yeah, he graces my refrigerator right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing with Is that like a euphemism. Oh no, his pictures on my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, celebrating Black History Month uh, this month uh, from February first to seventh, so a little bit longer in this week. Uh, 250 AMC's are showing Black Panther, Black Panther for free. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. That's awesome. I also saw it actually came out last week. Uh, There were some free screens of uh, Lita Battle Angel, and I wish I would have gone and seen it for free because I've also heard early reviews are not the greatest, which sucks because I had high hopes for that movie. I saw the preview, and I have no hopes for that movie. Is it because of the bug eyes? Well, there's a whole, there's there's a formula you can see that's there. They're trying to be trendy or something with their hero. I get, I get it. Well, it's I based it. off it's of an anime and but, manga, and I feel like the big eyes are important though because if you don't have those, then you get into like uncanny valley territory. I would just be cool. <laughs> All the other cyborgs look like fucking cool ass cyborgs. I didn't feel like she still needed the bug eyes, no. but they they got smaller they from the, the original. Anime. Yeah. I'm still going to go see that one, and I know Derek has wanted that to happen for all of his life, so probably he go see it with him. He hates everything that comes that he wanted, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that like, came out weird. I just feel like but... I can see that they're doing it wrong. Yeah. All anime that's been turned into live-action movies ends up terrible. But I feel like most video games that get turned into live-action yeah. movies also end up terrible, so it's kind of... They don't know how to make that transition yet, I don't think. So, transition into this next news tidbit. Nice. Smooth. Tony's just full Smooth of transitions. <laughs> hey, at least I have shit to talk about. That's fair. I may not transition well, but I can at least talk. Uh, so many things I can say about he's transitioning. that. Yeah. yeah, I know. I can't really talk. <laughs> um, Disney and uh, Fox are finally, it 
it's coming together. And even though it's coming together, things are starting to leak out now of what is actually going to happen. I mean, when the final nail in the coffin hits for it, no one knows. They're still lawyering it out. But it's uh, being told that they're just going to be two entities, Fox and Disney still. Disney will own Fox, but they're going to still be Fox stuff. Okay. Which could be, I mean, it'll be great for Disney because they're just going to be taking all the money. But it's going to be another type touchstones or whatever other entity that Disney Disney owned. Disney owned Miramax. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to think of that because does that then mean that they're just going to have their mutant realm and not have them fully come over? I mean, they could if they wanted to, but if they're going to keep the Fox brand and the Fox name... Yeah. Well, and Fox is still existing as a separate entity, too, because they're keeping, like, their local news channels, and I thought they were keeping the, the sports. sports. Yeah. So that, that to me, is a, a weird decision, because there still is a Fox operating, but they're still going to put these movies out under the Fox name, instead of, why don't they just make it a completely different name for it? Too and, easy. <laughs> That's too easy. Too easy. Just rebranding it. You can't just throw logic at this. That's <laughs> There's lawyers involved. I think they're maybe if they keep going with the Fox movies and stuff like that, if they keep going down that path, they can just throw like the facts that they're Fox movies at it and be like, oh yeah, these are terrible because they're Fox properties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a nice little separation. That, yeah. That just yeah. becomes their dumping ground right. for shitty movies. Right. <laughs> so then when people go to watch a movie, it says Fox in the beginning. You're like, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Yeah. Brought to you by Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Disney owns them now, but it's still a Fox movie. Mm, good. Yeah. That could be a, an easy out for them. They're, this world has been taken over by the mouse. I mean, Disney Plus coming out with all the shit that's going to be on there. I just saw on uh, Netflix that Ant-Man and Wasp is now out, so mm-hmm. that's going to be, I believe, the last movie from them uh, that they had uh, acquired, because mm. um, I don't think the new Avengers movie uh, will be out, or Captain Marvel will come to that. I think those will all be hitting Disney+. Plus. Uh, Who knows? If... Infinity Wars on Netflix, is that what you mean? No, the or Endgame, whatever. The, oh, the yeah. new one that's not even out yet. When that eventually gotcha. comes to gotcha. home, it will not. It will skip over and go straight to the newly uh, formulate newly formed the, um, the Disney streaming service. Yeah. 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 Did you hear about the uh, was it the Criterion Collection app? Where oh. You pay a service, you can watch all these just Criterion Collection movies. Oh, I did not hear about that. I also heard that you don't have to pay it immediately. You can um, join up and then it gets pushed out till like May or something. You have to actually pay for it. I'm trying to get people in first, you know? I do enjoy the Criterion <coughs> Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always really upset about how much those movies cost to buy mm-hmm. from them directly. Uh, but they are they do set a very nice standard for what they have It would be nice collection. to be able to, like, uh, you know, ne- uh, explore through, mm-hmm. like, a DVD of one of those and be able to get those, like, behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. making of. Those are my favorite parts of movies. Yep, 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 yep. Movies are great and stuff, but I love to hear about the making of and how they... Came yeah. about like different scenarios, different environments. So you know how we always say that Netflix sponsors us because we talk all about them in positive lights. They are taking over the world. I know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that way. Uh, Hulu is uh, taking a step backwards, where uh, when you start pausing now to go get up, go to the bathroom, get a drink, whatever, they're gonna start playing ads. Even if you pay for the ad free, I guess so. Yeah, like it's just version. gonna. All of a sudden, I guess that's good when you pause it and you're still sitting on your couch for whatever reason you pause it, but I don't necessarily want an ad to be going off, let alone if I get up to leave the room, right. the ad's not going to be targeting me. I guess, though, it's it's not intrusive because... You've stopped it yeah. for some reason, but... Netflix and chill, not Netflix chill. <laughs> the two reasons why I pause something that I'm streaming. One, to pee. Yeah. Two, to discuss something that just happened without having to talk over what I'm watching. And if there's an ad running that has noise, I don't want that running in the background because that's going to interrupt my conversation. And that's the point of the ad, to distract and get your attention. 
make you look at it. Well, she'll make me not want to pause, mm-hmm. which may be the point. I'm always rewinding. The, did you see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For or sure. Like, um, if I'm with somebody and we're talking about different ways of making movies and stuff or talking about certain things that happen in the movies that, you know, you can see trending or, you know, that happens, I'll be like, pause it, go back. Did you see it? And we'll, we'll go back again. If there starts advertising in between that, oh, it's gonna never going to happen. Fl- yeah. The, the, the flow of everything. Wait, but, but, Netflix is raising their prices. Hulu is dropping their price for their ad, the ad, the, the version with ads, which mm-hmm. I do not pay for. I pay for the non-ad version because who wants that bullshit? But in response to Netflix raising their prices, Hulu's like, ah, we'll just go cheaper. People want to sit through our ads. We'll just charge them less. Why not? Which is interesting. We'll see how that works out. I feel like I, nobody wants ads. I don't know who pays for the A version with ads, but can't imagine a person's like, I like ads. Yeah. I don't know what products are out there for me to buy, so I need this version. Um, used to be cool car commercials with awesome music. <laughs> used to be. But now it's just really stupid, and I think that it's a, a sexist, yeah. very sexist commercials out there. Speaking of cars, the, the last two things that I have to talk about are car-related. Oh. Uh, I have... No. Oh. oh. I, I, I assumed that that's what that was going to be, too. No. <laughs> One is actually I'm I'm okay with, uh, so you know, uh, Fast and the Furious is has their offshoot movie now, Hobbs and Shaw. I did not know. Have this. you ever yeah. watched those movies? Nope. Trailer well, looks... I watched the first two Fast and the Furious movies. So and I I've become a big fan of that Dwayne universe. Dwayne Johnson and what's the other guy's name? Jason Statham. Jason Statham. You remember him, right? Oh, I know who Jason Statham is. Yeah. He's on my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> he He's on your fridge. He's... Sure. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Only Lockstock era, Jason Statham, though. <laughs> they just had the the trailer for it come out. They had the poster and trailer. It's it looks like a Fast and the Furious movie without the main cast and just sure. those two. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw sounds like Calvin and Hobbs to me. Yeah, that's what I kind of do. So an imaginary tiger in the movie. I'm a little excited for that. Oh. Uh, another one coming out from those wonderful people at Warner Brothers, a Hot Wheels movie, live action oh, movie. Oh, okay. Isn't that mm, just sure. a movie about cars? Yeah, they did. I mean, you know, that mm. Battleship movie did really good. Yeah. So. <laughs> I just, I, I'm like in mm, awe that was of. Terrible. Yeah, it was, a terrible, it was a very terrible bad movie. movie. I mean, you know when you when you when you're reading news of stuff and then there's like a. You might like this, because so when I was reading the Fast and Furious thing, I'm like, the fuck a Hot Wheels movie? What the fuck would that even be about? I mean, isn't the whole point of Hot Wheels is collecting them all in the one of those little Hot Wheels boxes? Ah, that's where they're going to Or you just make we've tracks. Had a, we've had low uh, purchase, uh, purchasing of you know Hot Wheels in the last decade so yeah right oh, like a movie nope kids don't again. want these anymore because they don't do anything except roll when you push them oh no but kids, they do have kids yeah kids always like will like love to build toys. those yeah those the tracks um, and everything yeah. yeah so maybe they'll make a video game based on you can build your own track and then race on it it's well, like it's speed a movie, not a video game well, i mean like based on the movie you know oh they're just you know the bigger picture yeah. yeah let's release this get everybody's mind you know just to sell toys yeah yeah well that is a toy <laughs> It's true. It's not Toy Story. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. They're going to make a movie just so they can sell more toys and maybe a video game. Most likely a video game. And then they'll sell more game. toys so they can yeah. make a movie again. Yeah. And then they'll slap uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and hey, he's not they announced. say something and just re-label it Fast and the Furious he's not, he's not announced Nine. to be in that yet? Uh, yeah. I just assumed. I mean, that's what, I just, that's what I'm saying. That's what those movies were. Yeah. What is this going to be about? I'm spent... Cars 17. Well, I have booze in a book. Well, good. I'm glad you came with something. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I read Fight Club 3, which I had no idea was coming out. I saw it at the comic book store and had to buy it because I love Chuck Palahniuk and I love Fight Club 1 and I love Fight Club 2. Now that there's a Fight Club 3, does that not necessarily mean that there's been two other Fight Clubs? Meaning that now that there's a third one, someone's talking and leaking secrets that there's Fight Clubs. I see a lot of new faces. Yeah. You guys have been breaking the first rule of Fight Club. Yeah. yeah. I don't, that's not really the way this works. I know, I know. But <laughs> um, in the last Fight Club, it seemed like it was done. Chuck Palahniuk gets shot in the head because it's a very meta book. 
Uh, Tyler Durden, who is not real, shoots Chuck Palahniuk in the head, who is a real person, after they blow up the world, but then they don't because the readers of Fight Club decide that they want the happy ending instead. It's a very, like, you have to read it five times to really, with most Chuck Palahniuk stuff. You have to read it a couple times to get the full story. Same with this? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know where it's going. It's going to be one of those books where I read the first one, I will probably get all the rest of them and just not read them until the very end and I will read them all together. Gotcha. One of those sort of things. There's things going on in this book. There's people in snow globes and picture frames that lead to alternate realities mm-hmm. and it's just very weird and I don't know who's writing it because Chuck Palahniuk was dead. Chuck Palahniuk is actually writing this. But in the comic book, Chuck Palahniuk's dead, so I don't know who's supposedly writing just this universe. Call it a narrator, right? So... We are pairing this with absinthe because there's literally no other fucking drink that you could drink with this that would make it make more sense than that. So that is our boost in a mug this week. Very confused and strong. <laughs> On the cover of one of these, uh, it says, hello, my name is, you know, this little tag. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it says uh, Balthas- Balthasar. Yes, that but is. The name is crossed off and it says Tyler. Balthasar is the given, the name that the narrator goes by in these comics. Balthasar was Sebastian, who was Edward Norton in the movie, who didn't have a name in those. And then in the second fight club two, he goes by Sebastian. And then in this one, he's Mm -hmm. now Balthasar. Okay. And there's there's also another little uh, name thing that's torn up. It says Sebastian. There's another one that says, uh, um, running something. You can figure it out by looking. Yeah. It's, it's pretty neat. Meta. I, you know, that man's mind is intense and I couldn't ever imagine having to live inside of it. That's that's all I have to say about Chuck Palahniuk. (laughs) If you look at the bottom underneath the bed, there's like a little rabbit poking out. Oh, yeah, for sure. This other cover with the penguin on the front. If you remember from the first slide, yeah. It's very nostalgic looking and and there's light coming in through like a window or something. Mm -hmm. And there's Mm -hmm. a, there's a picture with a, like just a one eye. Yeah. And the shadow is kind of like pointing down toward the... You're person. reading too much into the cover, but I'm sure that oh, that no, probably is, does... They, no, everything put into this is meaningful, for sure. It's, it's, it's true. And the, so the, this cover, I think, is by um, David Mack, who did a lot of the covers for the Fight Club 2 comic book series. It's always amazing art. The art in these books... For being Chuck Palahniuk's one and only go at comic books, mm-hmm. he got some great A talent on the art. I'm a cover guy, so I got if I read into it, it's probably worth looking into. Lynn's is a cover girl. Oh, maybe it's she's born with it. Maybe, maybe it's, it's Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Charles, uh, send us off. Give us a quote of the week. Quote of the week. Leave us, I, leave us with some insight. Oh, I, I don't. Tony likes to put people on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> words of wisdom. Charles's words of wisdom. That I put on the spot. I got nothing right now. Yeah. I never have anything when he does that to me. So. I used to do it to Josh. All I know. The time too. I know. Why is it getting hot in here? <laughs> Josh, he just started looking up Captain Picard's tweets. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, Jean-Luc Picard. Uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully uh, the best uh, football team won oh, my last yeah. night. You're not, are you going to insert your predictions no, into I, this one this I, time? I thought oh, about that. Every oh, year I do he's that. He's done it every year. Yeah. yeah. This I was like I'm not even gonna. I don't even know who's pretend. Yeah. I d- I the Rams and the Patriots. Don't ask me how I know that. It was a weird thing. I from saw work. her. She's on the phone. She looked it up. Coming <laughs> into the ladies, the ladies that I work with oh. are obsessed with sports, and that's yeah. all they talked about this week while we were at work during the polar vortex. So. Well, <laughs> stay thirsty for all those Super Bowl winnings and sucks for all those losers. <laughs> You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Stay thirsty for those things.